0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk real business with real gym owners. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with Tom Pecora, owner of CrossFit Surmount in Apex, North Carolina. How's it going, Tom?
2: Not bad, Katie. Thanks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm super excited to chat about CrossFit Surmount. So let's hop right into it. Tell us a little bit about the gym and what kind of services do you guys offer?
2: Okay. Uh, well, CrossFit Surmount, we're in Apex, North Carolina. Uh, we've, been, we've existed for about eight years. Uh, I am the third owner, um, all previous members, it's been passed along within the community, so to speak, right? Um, we offer group CrossFit classes, of course. Nutrition coaching um, and personal training. All
1: right, awesome. Love that. Love the. I just love the group class model. You know, super fun, high energy, lots of camaraderie. Very fun.
2: Yeah, of, of course, right. I think that's what we all love about CrossFit. And one of the things that sort of led me, I think, here is that you know, in my previous life, I have a sales job that traveled quite a bit. Right, I was you know traveling around the country and. Over the two, three years before I owned the gym, I bet you I dropped into 70 to 80 other CrossFit gyms. Wow. And so I had this experience. And, and the reason I bring it up is, you know, you mentioned the community and it exists everywhere, right? Like, you know, it, it really is cool. And even as an outsider, if I were to go back to, um, you know, whatever, CrossFit Gaspar in Tampa, I feel like uh, one of the community, they welcome me yeah. back. Even if it's been two years since I was there, you know, and um, yeah, and 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 so I, it exists everywhere, but there's something special about this group of people uh, that we have, um, you know, here that you know is is it really stands out for for me and even people who come in, you know, people who drop in or spend a week with us because they're in town visiting family or something. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Um, so, okay, cool. I'm super excited to dig into what you guys are doing currently a little bit more. But, um, you know, first, give us a little background. Um, you've owned the gym for just under a year. So kind of fill us in on the backstory on how you became the owner and how you knew it was the right time for you to go into business for yourself.
2: Okay, Um I think the over uh, the the overarching or general answer to that question is just trying to listen to the universe a little bit, right? Um, like I said, I, I've been a member here now about seven years, um, and uh, the, the, the people who had owned the gym during that time just ended up, a, and they navigated the, the bulk of the pandemic, right? What they did during the, the, the meet of 2020 was just unreal for all of us. Like, they had literally given away every piece of equipment in the gym to members. Like mm-hmm. the mats off the floor, every barbell, every rower, every dumbbell, everything was given away to whoever wanted it. And mm-hmm. we did virtual classes and these people continued to support them yeah. and pay their monthly you know, membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was just amazing. It was so cool to be a part of. And then all of the coaches had a small group of members that we stayed in touch with. During the pandemic, and tried to motivate, and what are you going to do today? And you know, um, it, 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 we can go into that a little bit later if you'd like. But what they did yeah. during the pandemic was awesome. Um, so then they we get to a place where I told you I think I thought we were coming out of the pandemic uh, about a year ago, and you know, Nick and Meredith looked up, and you know, they each have another job. They have three kids that are under twelve years old um you know they coaching two baseball teams and you know they just were really pulled in a lot of directions where they weren't able to be here and to their credit and because of their care for our community and their love for the people Mm -hmm. that you know the community they created realized like we're probably not the best stewards of this going forward you know where our where life has taken them and now you look at the other end of it, and I find myself at the other end of this, right? Because of my sales job, I'm traveling less than I've ever traveled before. Yeah. My kids are 18 and 20 and no longer live at home. Um, you know, so I found myself at the other end of that spectrum that they were at. Right. And, you know, found myself, you know, uh, as a coach and, and sort of an active member of our community, wanting to be here all the time anyway. It was not unusual for me to be here for two or two and a half hours in a day. Right. You know, and so I, I look at all that and, you know, I'm, I'm not averse to trying something scary and, and getting out of my comfort zone a little bit and just looked at all that conspiring for, yeah, I think maybe I should do this. Maybe yeah. I should be the, I, the way I phrase it internally here is I'm just the captain of this ship. We've all, we're all sailing. Right.
1: Yeah so very cool that sounds that sounds awesome that's it that you're yeah. able to just kind of um you know just kind of right place in your life and I know as we had talked before you kind of you didn't want to see the gym go to anyone you know outside of your community
2: yeah I, I wanted to sort of keep it in the family so to speak and um you know I've been an employee my whole life I never ran a business you know and um uh, again the, the previous owners are still here they're still coaches yeah. members uh one of the their oldest kid actually started coming to our classes recently and um they've been a big help they're they're a, they're constantly there for me um you know especially early on you know we would have regular meetings together you know what i mean to go over questions that i had and things that had come up and they're still a sounding board when things come up now you know yeah so, yeah, yeah. It, it's been a, it's been a really the feedback has been positive. Um, It's been positive for me. It's been positive for them. And and the gym community seems to be thriving as much as ever. So I haven't messed it up yet.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's super cool to hear that they're still so involved, still members participating. Very cool. It's awesome. All right. Awesome. So now that we kind of know how you guys came to be, I want to kind of switch things up. Uh, get a little more tactical, talk about what you guys are doing in the business right now. Um, so what types of things are you currently doing to get people interested in joining the facility?
2: You know, that's, uh, I, I guess the, the the simple answer is, um, you know, sort of a, we offer an, an intro to just come in, hear about CrossFit, hear about our community, you know, answer questions that come up for people, whether it's about CrossFit, If they don't have experience or if they do, you know, how our gym works compared to what they might be familiar with. Um, And, of course, offer um, a a free trial class if they're so inclined, if they want to, you know, come be a part of it. Um, Typically, I like to do those sort of intro things while a class is going on so that they can experience it without being in it. Um, But if they want to try it before joining, we, we allow that. And I just simply connect them with the coach of that particular class yeah um, so that they know that this you know uh inexperienced person's coming in um and yeah the the, the other part of it really I, I think we're so blessed and lucky in that there isn't a lot of active marketing that's required because mm-hmm. of two things one the community that's already established here we're you know a, a, you know, we have 200 plus members. And if you count all the people who had come through previously, like I think we have a a, a sort of a foothold in our community. People have heard of CrossFit mm-hmm. Surmount or know somebody who goes to CrossFit Surmounts or saw somebody tag themselves in a Facebook post or something at CrossFit Surmount. Right. And so if and when they're ever interested, I think we've already sort of got a little, you know, recognition in the community, right? Yeah. And then the other part of it is is the the luck part that I think I'd mentioned when we were talking before you started recording of, you know, the, the Raleigh, North Carolina area is just, it's growing and has been growing steadily for 30 plus years now and people want to move here, right? And so a lot of the people who walked through our doors, you know, found us, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of active marketing required on our end because, you know, to be honest, I'm not looking to grow the number of members just to grow the number of members, right? Um you know, we want organic growth that we can sustain and maintain and and still not lose that community we were talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. That's awesome that you just haven't really had to do anything and you guys continue to grow. Um, you know, how many new faces would you say on average you see every month?
2: Well, I actually saw like, you know, how uh, Wattify does that uh, year in review, so to speak, right? With the number of PRs and all that sort of jazz. Uh, but there were, they, They I think they shared, there were 135 new members this year. Wow. Now we lose some because, uh, you know, again, the, the same thing that bring people here makes them leave. Like people have to move away for work, unfortunately, right? Or they move to a different part of town where they can get more house that they can, for their money and things like that. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a, a hundred, you know, a hundred, that, that number might be a little skewed because what i what, with crossfit kids and our our crossfit climbers which is like teens and tweens mm-hmm. um you know they're technically an active membership um, right. but not what you would consider a traditional member so you know there could be 30 to 40 of those that are not you know traditional members but still even if it's around 100 new members this year you know yeah. that's five to ten a month that walk yeah. through the door you know Right.
1: Very cool. All right. Awesome. So you kind of told us a little bit about it, but, um, you know, kind of walk us through your sales process. Like what happens when someone says like, hey, I'm potentially interested in joining the gym up until, you know, when they actually are are signing up for whatever your new member offer is.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, I like starting uh, by asking what they know about CrossFit, like, what do they come in? What's their preconceptions, right? So it gives me a sense of, I just saw cool YouTube videos, or I did CrossFit, you know, before I moved here, or friends of mine, I get that a lot, like friends of mine do CrossFit, Mm -hmm. and and have great positive things to say about it. Um, You know, I've I've heard, you know, we're on our, uh, I'm on this weight loss journey. And now, you know, I can, I want to move a little bit more and build strength. Um, So I just, I ask where they're coming from, what they know of coming in. Um, I explain the sort of, you know, the foundation of CrossFit, you know, functional, constantly varied, functional movements done at a high intensity, uh, and explain what that is, um, you know, break down each part of that. Like I said, I like to do these sorts of intros when a class is going on so that they can see Whatever part we're up to, like okay, here's the coach-led warm-up. This is what it looks like. This is what a typical day is like. I look at the whiteboard with them. I show them our sort of chalkboard wall where you enter when you walk in the building to talk about, hey, these are sort of you know monthly challenges, new members, things we have going on in the community. I just try and paint a picture in 10-20 minutes of what it's like to be a member at our gym. Um, I show them the the nutrition you know, coaching and, and services that we offer because, you know, it's a lot of fun doing this, but, you know, if you want to change your life or improve fitness or lose weight or whatever their goals are, you know, it's only one hour of your day in this, in these doors, you know, you can't counteract what you do out there for the other 23 hours a day. Um, and, you know, that brings up something that I usually ask right after I ask where they're, what they know about CrossFit is, what are their goals? What are you trying to achieve here? You know, and that sort of directs where I would go next you know, listening to what they tell me they want.
1: Right. Very cool. Okay, cool. So when people sign up, are they rolling directly into regular memberships? Do you guys have some sort of onboarding program yes. up offer?
2: We, we, of course, do onboarding. Um, God, I don't want to criticize anybody else, but I can't imagine, you know, working another way, right? So we explained that um, we have what we call on-ramp sessions, right? There are, and, 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 I, and I've shifted. We used to say there were five on-ramp sessions. Now I hedge it a little bit and say most people, you know, many people have five on-ramp sessions, but some want more. Some, you know, end up learning that they'd like more individualized, you know, coaching and, and experience and, and explain what that is. Basically, it's five personal training sessions, Uh, where you're introduced to the the foundational movements of CrossFit uh, piecemeal one class at a time. You're introduced to squats. And in the next class, you review squats and introduce the presses. And the third one, you review what you've learned and and that we have a structure to those on-ramp sessions that we've developed over the years Mm -hmm. um, and constantly review. We have our coaches look at that and the people who do it, you know, review and improve and tweak um, and then give them a little you know, five to ten minute metcon. You know, at the end of each one of those, uh, we talk about the go- their goals. Um, we talk about the app that we use and signing in, and li- li- you know, the little things over time that that you wouldn't think of initially, like putting things away, <laughs> where barbells go, wiping equipment down, you know, how to put the rowers back, uh, boxes, etc. So, yeah, the, the the first step after they decide that they want to join is on ramp sessions. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes people we found require more than those five. And okay. as we get there, our coaches talk and we try and encourage them to do that. Um, other times people come to us with experience They're like, man, I've been doing CrossFit for eight years. I don't need on-ramp. Right. I said, okay. Um, well, we offer an expedited on-ramp if you'd like, um, a refresher, you know, so we'll offer a two or three session on-ramp that allows coaches to get to know them, them to get to know us. Um, but you know when people push and you know say that they're experienced, I'll ask where, um, and maybe try and reach out to the owner of that gym or across the gyms they've been a member to, to ask about their experience. Um, and then also if we allow them to go right into group classes, um, you know I, I I do so with the caveat that hey coaches are, are watching, and if we you know come to the the determination that we're worried about your safety or the safety of others, um, we may have to revisit this conversation about on
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that, that you're very thorough in, you know, checking everyone's experience, making sure everyone's moving well, safely. Um, and I also like that you cover some of the more practical that might kind of people apprehend when they come into a gym, you know, as far as like, where is all the equipment? You know, where do you put it back? Where's the bathroom? You know, like I feel like that right, stuff. Right. Like, even just for me personally, so part makes of every class, right? Before we can jump up we gotta
2: find the bathroom.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. As someone who has had three kids and yeah. I am well aware of the, the need uh, to gather before Joe
2: <laughs> Funny you say that we actually have a, a couple of clinics coming up. You know, I guess this is reverting back to a little bit about what you offer. We have a pelvic floor clinic coming up with a physical <laughs> therapist that we're offering uh, on a Saturday afternoon.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's amazing for the women in general but especially the ones that have had kids (laughs) for
2: men too right i I know two men in my gym right now who are struggling with a hernia Mm -hmm. right
1: like
2: you know what i mean and and a third who thinks he might have one um and so really it's it, it, it you know that's something that's useful for all of us but yeah the the uh the the default is to think oh women with diastasis recti or you know leaky bladder when they're doing jump ropes but Yeah. Yeah. There's a benefit for all of us there. So yeah, yeah. that's that's, your question was about the process, I guess. Right. So (laughs) intro into on-ramp and then, you know, group fitness or personal training, again, depending on what their goals are. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So tell us a little bit about the price points that your membership offerings are at. And then tell us a little bit, I think, what a lot of listeners and aspiring gym owners may want to know is, you know, what led you
3: to choose that price point?
2: Okay. Well, again, I inherited, you know, pricing, um, and membership types. Um, we, I guess we could start here at, um, I'm trying to get the information in front of me. Okay. Um, so yeah, we we start with punch cards, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an option, meaning it's a 12 class punch card, right? Um, and they don't expire. So, you know, that was actually the the way I started because I traveled for work, right? So a monthly membership where every other week I'm somewhere else for five days, you know, wasn't going to be the best for me, right? So I started with a punch class, a punch card membership, you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and we charge you know, 179 for those 12 classes, so it's about $15 per class. Um, we also offer, obviously, an unlimited rate. Uh, it's the same $179 per month for unlimited. We offer a discount for couples, uh, yeah. so if two people, or again, I'm changing the name of that to a two-person family membership. Right, so a two person family, two people who live at the same address can have a membership for $289 a month. Uh-huh. Um, we offer a first responder, student, or teacher discount um, as well. And then um, we also offer, after uh, the two person in a family membership, uh, subsequent family members can join at $85 for each one of them. Perfect. Um, and uh yeah and so again when I, when I when I inherited the gym or took over the gym we also had a three times per week membership
1: okay
2: uh, which you know we're learning is not ideal um but there are a number of members who you know exist, have had it uh and so uh, that is a change that I, I think we are implementing very soon actually it's funny the timing of this that we're going to not eliminate the three times per week membership, but we're not going to advertise it on the website and we're not going to talk about it with this prospective new members we mm-hmm. will allow the people who are doing it now to have it um, and we will disincentivize that uh, with the price being uh-huh. close to unlimited um, and I, and I want to just mention the why part of it a little bit is
1: yeah that if,
2: yeah, if somebody is a three x per week member. Mm-hmm. The reality is they may only come once or twice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if they're not coming, they're not going to see results. They're not going to be happy. They're not going to tell people about us. And they're not going to be an active part of the community.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: right? and if we if you're in a position that I'm in where you know we have a thriving gym community that's profitable, that has a large number of members already, well, i only we only want people here who want to be here, yeah. You know, yeah. and so that that's sort of the thinking there is that, um, you know, again, we're not we're not going to remove it, but we're going to not promote it and we're going to try and price it so that people want to be in a limited membership.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Get them to buy into it just a little bit more. Um, All right, cool. So we know, you know, how you're getting people in the gym, how you're signing them up, how you're executing your, your memberships, Um, but let's touch on what else you may be doing um, to add more value for the clients. So do you offer any additional services? I know you did mention some nutrition services. Um, Do you have any online coaching, supplement sales, apparel sales, things like that?
2: Okay, Um, we we we're not offering online coaching as a paid uh, or a separate standalone. We do, you know, offer uh, an at-home Zoom version of the class, but that sort of goes back to the pandemic. Like we started that during the pandemic, and you know, again, we're lucky enough to live in an area where enough people either have some equipment at home and you know just couldn't get in that day and want to do the work out at home and record their things. So there's an at-home option, but we don't really offer a remote uh, virtual coaching at the moment. Uh, Yes, apparel sales. Um, You know, I would say it's a quote, big part of what we do, but it's not a big part financially at the end of the year, you know, when you're looking at the bottom line, but in in an odd way, it, it really does contribute to the community aspect of things a little bit. I think people are you know, I think there's something tribal about human beings in nature, right? And then um, we forge this community from sweat and hard work, right? And people like wearing that as a badge of honor, I think, right? When they, you know, they, they, they have a CrossFit shirt or a new open t-shirt that just came out this year, right, uh, that we're, we're doing, or a Murph t-shirt or a Barbells for Boobs t-shirt or, you know, or a, a, a beanie or wool hat or stuff. So, yeah, we do a retail. There is a a retail part of our business. Uh, We try and do things seasonally. We may not get all four seasons, but at least three of the seasons we'll have, hey, here are some new options in terms of retail products. Um, And then events, like I said, like Murph, The Open, Barbells for Boobs. We'll periodically do shirts, um, you know, associated with that. And then, yeah, some other retail things like You know recovery drinks and protein drinks uh you know perfect bars you know things like that that are refrigerated um another service we offer that we're not monetizing but you know again if we we want our members to be successful and nutrition is a big part of it there is a local meal prep service um, that i was using and so, you know, I connected with that, the owner of that other small local business. And basically they put a refrigerator at our gym. And when when customers to their service order online, they can choose CrossFit Surmount as a pickup location, mm-hmm. right? So members can come on, a, you know, place their order over the weekend. On Monday, when they come to the gym, their food's here. They don't even yeah. have to go get it, you know? Um, and so, yeah, so food, drink, where bars and drinks, um, you know, clothing is retail, nutrition, personal training, um, and you know that sort of meal prep partnership, I guess right.
1: yeah, very cool.
2: We also do some team training, I guess, if that's uh, you know where the conversation is going, we you know we'll train you know a girls softball team, a boys baseball team, a lacrosse team, um, you know, where we, we'll set up with, you know, their coach or team mom or whoever, do we want to do twice a week? Do we want to do once a week? And, um, you know, set up like a six-week session with that team and we'll, you know, sort of renew those at different times of the year based on their calendar and when, you know, when those teams want to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, very cool. Sounds like you guys have a lot going on. I love it. Um, All right, cool. So, you know, we talked a little bit about how you got started, talked about you know, a bunch about what you're doing now. So let's shift our focus to the future. You know, what is next for CrossFit Sermount? What are your goals for the next year or so? Do you guys have any plans, projects, things that you're working on?
2: Okay. Um, uh, I, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned it in our in our, in our prep or, or once, once you were rolling here, but like I said, I, I bought the gym from the previous owners because I was a member and I just wanted to you know, keep it in the family, right? So, my my initial goal was don't mess it up. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's, there's not a lot. It's not a measurable goal, I guess. But uh, my initial goal was just don't screw it up, man. Um, but now, yeah, my my goals are a little um, have evolved a little bit, I guess, right? One, I want to be able to build a business that is systems dependent, not people dependent, right? Not individual dependent. I want um, you know, a general manager who does this, a head coach who does that, not Marnie or Nick or Ashlyn, right? Um, and we're, you know, we, we're, we're well on our way there. We're really, we've done a great job already. Um, it was very welcomed by the coaches. Um, so we're, we're on our way. I also want to build a business that, that I can walk away from, right? I had somebody else who was an entrepreneur or a small business owner tell me that, that's the real measure of success, right? If you can go away for two weeks and the gym still not only runs, but thrives while you're gone, well then you've been successful, right? And so that's another metric that I have. And um, I'm actually gonna be able to test that pretty soon because I have a bunch of uh, <laughs> a bunch of trip travel plans starting with this week uh, through like early to mid February. Uh, so we'll, we'll see if we've been successful at that so far. Um, You know, and, and obviously, you know, I, I bought a profitable business. I want to, I want it to, you know, be profitable. Um, I don't have a specific goal yet until I meet with the accountants and other people this year in terms of what that means, but I want to build a profitable business that is, you know, sellable in the future and attractive to somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds like fantastic goals to me. All right. So we are winding down on time here. So I do have one last question for you. Um, you know, I ha- I know it hasn't been too long, but if you could go back to when you first bought the gym, give yourself or our listeners one piece of advice about running your own business, what would that be?
2: What, what I've found uh, is that people want to feel appreciated and I mean that both for members and for employees and coaches right like um to, to to say thank you to say I appreciate you right like that that really seems to have gotten leading and running the gym that way has gotten the most response and I think is at the basis of so much of our success is that people feel valued, people feel heard, right? Whether someone has a complaint about the programming or somebody has, you know, gone above and beyond and helped clean up or a member makes another new member feel welcome and and brings them into the fold to say thank you for that, to appreciate, you know, to say I appreciate you for that. Um, You know, one of the ways I've tried to do that was, you know, um, the previous owners had bought each of the coaches a gift every Christmas time, right? <laughs> and the 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 way I the, the twist I made on that was to make them individual gifts that were thoughtful instead of one gift for all the coaches. Well, you know, Jacqueline is, would appreciate this, and Lori would appreciate that, and Jay would like this. And so yeah. to put time into that on my end and buy an individual personalized gift is going to mean more to that person than you know, a $50 gift card that everybody got.
1: Right, yes. You know?
2: And yeah. so I've um, I've really, I, I think that would be something that I found and, and happened to do because it was genuine for me when I was really thankful for okay. people's help. But once I saw the difference that seemed to make and then be able to reflect on my own work experience prior to opening the gym as an employee, right, where I wanted to feel valued, I wanted to feel appreciated, you know, and so it was very easy for me to recognize, like, this is important, and and what's gonna, I think, distinguish, you know, uh, me in their world, right, and so um, I, I, I did that, what I just explained with the coaches, but I go out of my way, and, and I hope this is reflected, you know, down the road, when when the who work here look back that they heard that from me a lot. They heard I appreciate you. I Mm -hmm. thank you for doing that. Um, And so along those lines we've created uh, you know I think it's a it's not a unique sort of quote program but you know a gym ambassador program where those foundational members, those people who've been here a long time, those people who even if they've been here a short time really embrace it and are part of the community and are at classes and go out of their way to welcome new members we have you know quote gym ambassadors um, mm-hmm. that that we've identified and again it's a way of us telling them it's not advertised to people we don't members don't know that they're ambassadors but to go out of our way and say hey we appreciate you we appreciate what you do um you know and we would love to you know recognize you in our community for for what you're doing and yeah. i think that 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 has value, and so that's something that I I would have I would tell my my uh, myself you know early on. But also, I think you know I guess what you said was other other gym owners who are listening maybe is that yep. it's amazing how far that can go. Way more than you know any you know five dollar mm-hmm. a class raise. <laughs>
1: right, exactly for sure. I like that. I think that's super helpful, not only in the gym but just in life in general. So. Um, all right, yeah. cool. Well, we are out of time here, unfortunately. Um, but thank you so much for being here with us today, Tom. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we go, for all of our listeners out there, what's your website? Where can we find you guys on social media?
2: Okay, cool. Well, yeah, thanks, Katie. I really appreciate it. i've I've enjoyed you know the couple of minutes we got to spend together, but yeah, we're CrossFit Surmount uh, is in Apex, North Carolina. It, on Instagram, it's CrossFit underscore surmount. Uh, on Instagram. I'm Tom Pecora, P-E-C-O-R-A. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. Um, And yeah, I guess that would really be it. CrossFitSurmount.com and CrossFit Underscore Surmount on Instagram.
1: All right. Awesome. Perfect. Um, for all of our listeners out there, thank you for spending some time with us today as well. We hope you found some value in my conversation with Tom here. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form, and a member of the team will be in touch as soon as possible. This has been another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Jim Lords out.
0: Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. It is your host, Jenna. I am here today with Ryan Hignall out of Chico, California with North Rim CrossFit. How are we doing today, Ryan?
4: Great. Thank you. Glad to be here
3: sweet yeah first thing i want to say to you is one a thank you um i know the busy day-to-day the gym owner life um it can get pretty hectic so i think it always says a lot about someone when they're able to step out of that dedicate an hour to something like this to give back to their very own industry so thank you for that of course sweet okay ryan let's do this let's lay out the scene paint the picture for the listeners to fully understand what got you into the industry and what has led you to where you're at now current 2022
4: cool Sounds good. So I started CrossFit, uh, when I was 18, about 2012, um, Mm -hmm. was going to school in Utah. went to the university of Utah and there was a bunch of CrossFit gyms out there. So I started coaching, um, started competing as a, a CrossFitter as an individual. And I moved back to my hometown of Chico, uh, pretty much my last semester of college. And there wasn't a CrossFit gym here. So that's sort of where like the business met the passion. Mm -hmm. Um, started a gym mainly because I wanted to compete and work out and there Mm -hmm. wasn't a place to. So I figured two birds, one stone, why don't I open a gym, give me a little like side business while I compete. So I did that for a couple of years. uh, And then the gym continued to grow. And then I had this business um, kind of sitting in my hands and it eventually like my athletic career came to and, and just old age or, you know, a long time in the sport. And I began to like, you know, running a gym more. So I would say in like 2017, I really started like focusing hard on the gym. My goal was to be, you know, the best CrossFitter I could be. And that sort of pivoted to trying to be a, you know, the best gym owner I could be, at least for my town and, and my city. Um, so the last couple of years have sort of like been a pivot from, like I said, just sort of individual athletic pursuit to sort of this like community, um, how can I, how can I win in this market, but also just like, how can I provide something that like CrossFit provided to me? So that's sort of like where the gym is at today.
3: Yeah, no, that's awesome for sure. And I think it's, it's pretty cool that you're like, okay, now we got to turn the passion into business acumen, but like simultaneously keep both. And that's that's one thing I see often in that beginning phase of opening a facility is We're going to run it off a passion and a dream Mm -hmm. and not really the business end of things. And that's why, you know, for the people listening that don't know this, most facilities don't even get into profit until year five. And then most of them shut their doors three in year three. So it goes to show, you know, that the, you can have the passion and the business acumen together. Uh, A lot of people think it's one or the other. So cool. Um, Sweet. So let's do this. What is, um. what are the services that you offer the business model? I would just so the listeners, I know CrossFit facilities are typically group classes, but they are shifting in a lot of different directions nowadays.
4: Totally. So we obviously do group classes. That's, you know, like our main bread and butter. We also do nutrition and we have a, so last year I built a private personal training studio in my gym. We actually expanded. And so I have a 1500 square foot, like private PT studio with its own bathroom office music um you know like fan climate control so we do a lot more personal training now um it obviously like is probably takes up maybe like a fifth maybe a fourth of the total services um still probably like fourths group classes so nutrition's like a small aspect and then personal training is growing pretty pretty large too we also yeah. do a few um like programs for high school students like at-risk high school students uh elementary school kids anything that like we can sort of Get our hands on just for fun, just to help out people. So those things are sort of like in the summers, and uh, we've actually been doing a lot more of those in the last year. So that sort of changed.
3: Yeah, no, that's huge, and I think um, you know, typically the bread and butter, of course, for CrossFit facilities are those group classes. And it's always you think back, you know, when CrossFit was first born, it was just group classes. There was nothing else that ever happened, you know. So a lot of times, unfortunately, CrossFit owners are were the ones within that percentile of didn't make it past year three, because there was no ascension services. So I'm really happy to hear that you do have nutrition. You you have the the one-on-one. Um that's huge. So right now, how many members do you have?
4: We have about 250.
3: 250, sweet. And out of that 250, how many would you say are within the one-on-one?
4: Probably have Honestly, only about like 10 full-time one-on-ones, uh, which is actually kind of significant. It takes up a, a good amount of time. Those like 10 will be like at least three times a week. Yeah. So every, every new client who comes on board, we actually do uh, one-on-ones now just because we have that room, we have the space. So we do one-on-ones with each client and that does sort of like uh, help the initial sign up and then that's like always a consistent um, like bonus that we get, but the... Full-time one-on-ones, It probably it's a lot smaller group because it takes an incredible amount of dedication from the trainer because it's constant.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if, I know that we're, you were saying that you're really wanting to grow that and focus on that. So how many current trainers do we have?
4: I have three full-time trainers.
3: Okay, gotcha. And then so in order to really grow and expand the one-on-one, what would need to change in the business in order for you to, you know, get that to a level that's, you know... Um, where you want to be?
4: Yeah, it's a good question. So I think it's currently at a level that like I do like the, if it were to change, I think I'd have to start hiring more full-time like people just for one-on-one because a lot of my coaches do a few group classes as well a day. So that's then it becomes a lot more difficult when you have a group class with 20 to 30 people, you do a few of those. And then if you just have like two or three individual clients, it's a lot. So probably just like to grow it more would be to hire just dedicated people to do that.
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess my question to you is if that's something that you did take the leap to do in what ways would that change the business?
4: It actually provides a different sort of outlet for people who aren't fully into CrossFit. There's a lot of people out there that just want to do like a hybrid of CrossFit with personal training. Yep. And so we've actually been able to reach a different demographic and um, and it's surprising. It's a lot different and more diverse than I thought it would be. I typically thought it'd be a little bit older working professionals. And it's actually, we have like young people, we have college students, we have athletes. We mm-hmm. have, you know, then just other people who work in nine to five, but it's a lot more varied than I thought it would be. Yeah. So that's been the benefit.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's, I think, you know, especially with CrossFit, a lot of times people hear the word CrossFit and they're like, oh my gosh, like, it's like this most in intense, crazy thing. Um, so it, it, it's a benefit for you to be able to maybe start somebody there that's a little bit nervous. And then maybe they see people in the group classes and they feel inspired and start to think that maybe they can go venture off and do that as well. Um, one on ones allow for you to typically price at a higher ticket, which in return benefits the business. So that's why I wanted to pick your brain on growing that, um, as far as the nutrition, um, are all of our one-on-one clients opted into that or how many of our clients are you know within the nutrition
4: so it's offered to any client they want it's an additional fee so i think a lot of you know surprisingly it's not the one-on-ones it's actually more of the group class members that do the nutrition so from there it's probably a decent um like a fifth of our clients or something yeah um it's nutrition stuff it's People love to sign up for it and not follow it.
3: Yep. Nutrition is probably one of the, you know, of course, you know, and I know it's one of the hardest things when it comes to working out is it's, it's more so the nutrition element than it even is like grinding out a workout. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to eat good. Um, Okay, sweet. So my next question to you is we're at 250 members. Is that a sweet spot for us? You know, I know we talked before. Why not more? Um, If you are wanting more, what does that look like?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I don't really have a set number of how many clients I want. I think that 250 is a decent number. And I feel like anything beyond that, it's starting to well, like every time you add 25 to 50 people, it sort of changes the way that like I run the business. Uh, having to hire like different people, different class times. So I wouldn't necessarily say getting more people into group classes would be the goal. I think our next goal honestly is sort of bridging the gap between those people who really need a lot more help when they start CrossFit. And because like, honestly, for a long time, I just sort of thought that like, I mean, CrossFit is for everybody, but my gym isn't set up for everybody. And then so, and not every CrossFit gym is. So sort of like the future looks like transitioning a little bit more into that versus just adding like more people into the group classes a little bit more target audience I guess I would say
3: Mm -hmm. nope that makes total sense and you know most facilities there's there's two ultimate ways to grow and that is by getting more people in the facility or that is by ascension services which you're doing both so if you're kind of at a sweet spot now because we add twenty five. We add fifty people. It, the the value could potentially be at risk, and the attention people get, you know. So um, it may not feel like the same culture, the same space, which is totally understandable. Um. So what are we actively doing right now to, you know, if we're still wanting to grow, right? What are we actively doing right now to ascend more people into the one on one?
4: So just to For the one-on-ones, it's a good question. So, like, that's actually not my focus. Uh, I think the focus, focus? I would actually say, like, right now, the focus is sort of, I want to develop leaders. So, it's sort of a different take than I've had for a long time. I've had coaches and, you know, like, usually college students, which is awesome. I mean, they have great flexible schedules. It's an awesome job. I mean, you just basically drink coffee and watch people work out. So, (laughs) but now I want to build leaders within my organization that have decision-making power, uh, yeah. takes away, like I've worn every hat, you know, like HR, payroll, um, you know, CFO, CEO, head coach. And so now the goal is to sort of like give other people an opportunity to do that. Plus it sort of like allows people to thrive in areas that they're built for that I'm not. So yeah. any like high performer, and not that like I'm a high performer, but anybody like in one field typically has a lot of blind spots. And I feel like that's probably the biggest thing I've learned over the last 10 years. Because yeah. I have plenty, plenty of blind spots and plenty of things I'm not good at so yeah. now like the goal is actually to sort of like build the organization better yeah. and that in turn has already like seen a pretty significant uh benefit in sort of like our memberships our sales things like that so the goal isn't yeah. the personal training it's to do a better job of like what we do and that in turn has grown the gym the last six months
3: yeah and you know typically on the podcast one of the questions i ask everybody is what is your biggest bottleneck and what you'd that would i would assume that could probably be yours and that's most people's is building out leadership people that maybe wear this hat better than i've worn it um and that way you're you're able to delegate more delegating in general for a business owner can be can be hard um so being able to have that ability to step back Um, look at the business at different angles, look at it from a bird's eye view, rather than being so in the business, but being more on the business, you would say, that's the biggest focus for you right now is to have people that wear some of those hats, maybe a little bit better than you do.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, for sure. And then I guess my next question to you, with that being said, what will that allow for you to do next? Even if you're, you know, really thinking in the future here, but What's the focus from there? Okay, we got those people that wear the hats better than I ever have. What well, Now what?
4: Well, I think the goal is to sort of, like, give people an opportunity that I've had. You know, I started my gym when I was 22 years old. And I think it would just be fun to give people an opportunity for a career, an opportunity uh-huh. to, like, you know, be along with this business for a longer period of time and kind of, like, looking forward to giving, like... Ownership opportunities, you know, different kinds of stuff, like salaries. We're actually salarying employees now. Um, so just sort of like grow the business to where people can actually stay. And I think that'll like, cause your question is, it's a great question. I'll be honest. I probably haven't had a lot of time to think about it because we've just stepped into this field. Right. And so I think like, as I've te- like as I empower, like my coaches to make more decisions, I'm then able to sort of like reevaluate like my long-term goal because really like I'm hitting it this year it's be open for 10 years so it's time to create a new goal and I just haven't honestly given it a ton of thought
3: Mm -hmm. no no that's that's it's funny because most of the time when gym owners come on here they're like you know like I don't I don't want to get asked these questions very often I get caught up in my busy day-to-day and I don't always reflect in these ways so Like I told you, it's kind of my goal is I want to ask you some of these things that make you think about some of these things. Um, So I guess my next question is, and this is going to probably feel redundant, but I want you to dig a little deep on this one is, you know, let's say you have a magic wand, you wave it, poof, the business is right where you want it to be. I don't even care if it sounds like the most far-fetched thing ever. What would it look like, feel like, be like perfect, you know, right where you want it?
4: So I, honestly, like it would just give me the opportunity to sort of serve in ways that like, I, that, honestly, like that's the end goal. So like where I want to be in the future is kind of like where we're trying to accomplish right now. And it's the ability to sort of, you know, reach different demographics. Um, but honestly, just like really give people an opportunity for a community, a place of, like, it's different. I know every CrossFit gym says they're a community. And which is true. I believe that. And um, so I think honestly, like I, basically I don't know, I've had this like crazy dream for a long time to like not charge for memberships or like really just try to like serve a group of people yeah. that otherwise can't go to the gym. So my future looks like if I'm you know successful, don't have to worry about, you know, any of the income. Um, it would actually be to sort of like branch out in ways to serve the community that is not financially lucrative i guess
3: yeah that makes sense no that makes total sense yeah and i think you know that there are definitely some facilities that i've even spoke to that get to a place of profitability where they're able to some people that really really want to do their class or really want to be a part of the community but financially can't that it's like hey no worries i got you covered do it let's go you know and that's cool that's super cool to see um and it's very much so possible so yeah, I like that take on it. That's not one that I hear often. you know what I mean? because realistically, um you're you're in a really good place as far as growth, you know everything like that. So now it is more in that long term focus like that rather than just flooding new people in, which is the main focus for a lot of facilities is lead generation, lead generation, get them in here, you know, and you're kind of at a you're at a standstill right now with that. you know what I mean, as far as new faces totally. Um, Okay, sweet. So I like to ask this as well. So I feel like there's some main parts of a business. I would say I call them core functions that really make a business, you know, the most successful. And it's usually lead generation. um, And then it's lead nurture. We got to make sure that we're actually nurturing those people so they show up for us. Um, And then it's the sales process. Make sure we actually make them a, a member. Um And then from there, it's fulfilling them, keeping them, they're happy. And then it's Ascension services, which you have as well. But out of those, you know, lead gen, lead nurture, sales, you know, what process would you say is the most lacking right now for you?
4: I think definitely Ascension, uh, just because we haven't really gotten to work on it. I mean, you know, I was, like I said, in the beginning, I competed for a long time. So the focus wasn't really necessarily like running the business side. Yep. And that was it. So it's been just like a few years since then. So I have done a lot of work with lead generation, lead nurturing. And in the sales process, that's been the last like three or four years. And honestly, like it, it just took that long. I don't know if that's typical, but, um, you know, I feel like we're at a, a really solid place that those are consistent. I mean, it's usually like we're like 95 plus percent for closing um, and we have three to five people, at least every week sign up. So those things are going pretty well. And then people are staying like the average yeah. length of each client is, you know, over three months and we're actually implementing a new. So like the next, I guess to answer your question at the Ascension's part, we're now implementing all new clients who sign up. We're going to schedule on their third um, intro session. Uh, their are like private personal training session as we teach them CrossFit. We're going to schedule a 30 day goal session um once they're completed so that because like when you join the gym you join with all these goals and then you're learning the movements and you totally forget about all of your goals so like we want to meet with clients again like 30 days in after they've sort of gotten over the fear and intimidation all the just the craziness of adjusting to a new gym and be like hey what were your goals was it weight loss we have nutrition Was it, you know, specifically like learn a skill or strengthen a specific area that we have personal training for, or honestly, just like some people just want more friends. So it's like, and that's Mm -hmm. why I joined CrossFit when I was in college. So it's like, all right, cool. Like, where can I focus time and effort and energy into like more community events that people can join or services that like college students can sort of connect, um, into, and I'd love to offer like a one-stop shop for, um, you know, people finding like housing or friends or uh, roommates, jobs, um, you know, just like through people, you know, because I, mean, I don't know if the I mean, one thing I believe about the world, it's all about who, you know.
3: Oh so. yeah. 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 For sure. So, um, yeah, that's interesting before, um, or what you said about the Ascension services since they are, you know, pretty new and on the forefront is, and I, I love how you do like the 30 day in, like you're going to implement that because yeah, you're right. One, people do forget about their goals, but the create the thing, that I notice is crazier is it's not usually the people forgetting about the goals it's the facility never asking what they are you know and i think that's huge that you're implementing that Um, Because if we're able to ask that question, find out their why, it's going to make it a lot easier to upsell or cross sell someone into, you know, what they need to actually get them to that goal faster. And it may not be group classes. It may be one-on-one. It may be nutrition. It may be, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but um, it's it's pretty common in, in the industry. I'm saying this kind of talking to the listeners is we get very caught up in just placing people in a cookie cutter solution to a problem, like to solve a problem that we didn't even figure out or a cookie cutter solution to, to get to a goal that we never even asked about. And it's, it's very much so can, can start to be about, here's my certifications. Here's what I know. And here's all, you know, and we think that's, what's going to do the selling for somebody when really people just want to be asked, what's your goal and how are, I don't even really care how you're going to get me there. Just like, are you going to get me there? and that's that so yeah i think that's a really unique approach is that 30 days in asking that so that's pretty cool so you're going to be starting that soon is that correct or yeah we already
4: do correct yeah no we're already doing it and we already do like the goals so like when we first meet a client we do the goals and then we're just going in 30 days later because also we do um have a different price when you start crossfit if you haven't done crossfit before so obviously they have to purchase three one-on-one sessions and a membership on top of it so it's it's a big you know like ticket item so redoing the goals because they might need nutrition as well yeah but honestly like in the beginning it's a lot to do and if you're starting a new gym and you're paying for the personal training so the next month we're you know we try to remind them and then just like offer like I said the service that does align with their goal and we've yeah been doing it for like the last month always done the goals now we're doing the 30-day check-in
3: Yeah, that's huge. It keeps you guys accountable, making sure you're touching base with all of your your members, but um, it makes them feel heard too, which is huge. Adds to that, adds to the value, and then it justifies the price they pay at the end of the day. Okay, cool. So what, as we kind of near the end of our time here, Ryan, I would love for you to tell me, because you've been in the game for 10 years now, I would love for you to tell the listeners, you know, that are wanting to be in your shoes, something that you wish maybe you would have heard sooner or learned sooner or something that, you know, could find them well in their endeavors?
4: That's a good question. I think a lot of the things that, you know, I've learned over the years. So most of my little like verbiage of, you know, slogans or whatever comes from my dad, Um, super wise man was in the business uh, in a business for a really long time. But I think one of the things that like, is the most helpful for me. And like, if I can give a suggestion to other people, it's probably two things. One, like, I just wish I knew this earlier. It is a sales job, right? Like it's ridiculous to assume that it's not, it's a business It runs like a business. That means you need standard operating procedures. You need, um, you know, a functioning website. You need a social media presence. Uh, you can't drop the ball on those things. Um, what works for other businesses do does also work for CrossFit. Um, I think you know. For a long time, I would literally ask clients like they would come and try out the gym. We let them try it out for free, and I would just be like, "Hey, thanks for coming. Shake their hand," and I just that was it because I thought that you know if they liked it enough, they'd sign up. In reality, like you have to ask for the sale, yep. um, and it's not a salesy thing to do. It's actually it's beneficial because they have goals. They came in for a specific reason, hoping to purchase something and yeah. answer to their problem, not just you know. And if I don't if I don't offer the answer, then then what's what's the point? I think the second part of that, so like one, think of it as a sales job and that's not a bad thing. It's just, you need sales to grow. And the second thing is, I think just sort of the, I I didn't spend enough on leadership development in the beginning. Um, I mean, obviously, like I said, most CrossFit gyms start off with a, um, you know, single owner that's wearing all the hats, is doing all the jobs, programming, coaching, posting on social media. And then I just didn't prepare to have employees and give them, you know, a future, give them um, really clear-cut like goals and set the sort of like vision for the the business. And so that's what I've been doing now. So I would say sales is important and continuing to communicate the vision or purpose of the gym to clients and to to employees. And just like that was something that you know, I just assumed for a long time. It's like, well, you, you should know why we exist. And like no. Now I tell people why we exist and I remind the trainers why we exist and everything we do is sort of based off of that. So find your why and then tell people Mm -hmm. and it is a sales job.
3: Yeah. And I love that you said that because it is so common in the industry and you're right. It's like this weird stigma or stereotype of being in the fitness industry, even though it's, it's just like any other business that. We don't want to even involve ourselves or be viewed as a salesman in any aspect, and so it's interesting, and and especially with CrossFit boxes or any facility, it's like we're so obsessive over tracking our PRs and our numbers and all of these things, but we we were not obsessed over PRs and in breaking records on the business end of things, and you know, so I think you made a good point that it's not, I always say, you know, it's, if it feels pushy, you're probably lacking some conviction in what exactly you're selling. I always say, try the pull method rather than the push method, which is going to be more so that diagnostic sales approach, asking the goal. People don't know what they need until you tell them. So sometimes it's, ignorance sometimes people are living in a world of they, they just don't know what they don't know so if you're able to present and tell someone hey here's what we do it may be what boom the epiphany what they've needed their whole life so yeah that's awesome um and Ryan I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you on social media.
4: Uh, my gym is Northern CrossFit and I mean my Instagram is just my name. Okay.
3: <laughs> cool. all. all right Ryan well I, I want to thank you for joining us today again.
4: Of course, glad to be here.
3: Sweet. And Jim Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. If you liked what you heard today, like and subscribe on all of your favorite listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, please fill out the application form below. We would love to have you again, guys. It is Ryan here with Chico out of Chico, California with North Rim CrossFit. And Jim Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
5: Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
6: Welcome to the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Fitness Kula in Loganville, Georgia. Kristen, how are you doing today?
5: Good. How are you, Dom?
6: I am Super good and excited to have you on and ready to jump into it. So tell us about Fitness Kula, what you're all about.
5: Okay. Uh, Well, we started in 2013, uh, basically kind of being a nomad, working out of a CrossFit gym. And in 2017, we got our own space and I lead group fitness classes, Basically sort of a music as motivation uh, choreographed uh, with barbells, kettlebells, uh, kickboxing, some Zumba, uh, another format I forgot to mention called Mixed Fit, and it's sort of a um, uh, hip hop more hip-hop music uh they and and with like boot camp moves and stuff like that um i also run like a boot camp i also do personal training and uh some yoga things like that and um so we've been here in our own space since 2017 and um you know i'm 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 a one person show (laughs) basically i i literally do everything from the janitorial staff to uh you know poorly running business <laughs> numbers <laughs> to uh, to leading the classes, which I'm really awesome at. I don't mind patting my own back on that. <laughs> but um, that's me in a nutshell. I think that that's a pretty decent condensed version.
6: I think that that sums up what, what has been a, a wild ride of a journey um, and brings us to, to definitely where you are now and uh, you've got a myriad of certifications, a lot of different offerings things things that you have there so um, I know that you you used to have a partner and you know your partner moved on, moved out of state so um, it's it's been just you for a while what is it what does it look like for you as far as um, you know, how you looked at things from when you had a partner to now that it's just you, how would you say that's affected, you know, your plans, your goals, what you want the business to look like, how much you're willing to take on, because it comes up a lot that people either have a partner or staff and whether it's COVID or any other number of things that have been, we've, we're talking to a lot of people who have scaled down or scaled back or have ended up as a one person show. So Give us a little bit of what that journey has looked like for you and how it's changed things.
5: Yeah. um, So she moved to Nebraska um, and so it it became a little bit difficult trying to navigate how I was going to continue conducting classes. And uh, I went ahead and took on um, a little bit more of the, um, barbell side of it you know the weights and things like that where normally i'm a cardio everybody says cardio is hardio but that's my jam you know i love cardio so that's that's where i live but uh she did mostly like barbells and things like that so i went ahead and took on um doing that aspect as well as the cardio which did affect me physically you know i had to really reevaluate my time and the schedule the the classes that i was going to offer the frequency of the classes how i was going to conduct the classes Um, i had to you know you have to figure out a balance between you know showing the clients what you want them to do and also not killing yourself in the process, you know, time and time again, because um, I, I offer, right now, I offer six classes a day, six group classes a day, uh, beginning at 6.30 in the morning. So I in the, I have a big chunk of, of the middle of the day where um, I allow for, you know, personal training clients to come in where I can kind of, you know, scale back my energy a little bit in, in that regard. Um, you know, and maybe take some personal time for me, uh, you know, do some yoga, you know, do something that's a little bit more on the restful mindful side. So I had to reevaluate all of that. Um, and it, literally, I don't advertise everything. And, and, you know, and I you mentioned to me earlier about, um, you know, I'm kind of I'm a little bit of a ghost on the on the Internet. And there's kind of a reason for that. Um, I'm not very good at advertising or marketing, you know, I I do what I can. um, So I know my own limitations. And so, you know, I go out there and I just, I'm basically what you see is what you get on the internet. That's how I speak in real life. So I just sort of am like, hey guys, this is what we're doing today. And that's how I type. So everybody knows what to expect. Fortunately for me, I have a really great base of people who are word of mouth, you know, they, they, I've gotten all my new clients from the, from the core group of people that I started with all of my new clients. It started with about 13 people, I'd say. And now it's expanded to the 50 or 60 that I was talking about earlier. And that has been all word of mouth. So I haven't had to spend any money on advertising or anything like that, um, which is, you know, kind of a dream i think probably in the in the business world you know where you're just like everybody wants to talk about you rather than rather than you have to do the work yourself um you know and i I also i spend time cleaning the gym i'm i'm real meticulous about that sort of thing as well especially post-covid um so you know there are certain like i said there are certain things that i just had to rework i had to rework my schedule um because I, I work out myself too you know in order to keep up with everything i have to i have my own work that i do to make all this other stuff look easy you know i have to make those 50 kettlebell swings in a row look easy to you it it meanwhile y'all are swinging the 20 pound ones and i'm swinging a 70 pound one you know on my own personal workout so anyway it, it's it's kind of that thing where you have to find that balance Um, You know, there's a meme where it's like, you know, some days I I eat, you know, nothing but salads and drink water. And the next day I'll eat, you know, a whole pizza and a pint of ice cream. It's called balance. You know, that's, that's where I had to find the balance once she moved away. But, um, you know, kind of as a, as a, as a solo act, it also eliminates the need for big decisions. So if I have to take a week off for, personal reasons or whatever. Um, I also have the option of the virtual classes. I record my classes. Um, so I don't, I don't record it with the people here. Um, and then I post them in a private group. So if I need to take some time off, I will post a workout for the people and I'll say, here's your workout for today. Uh, you know, and I expect you to do it and let me know when you're finished. You know please and thank you and and meanwhile i'll be enjoying my margarita on the beach <laughs> you know what i mean so um so anyway or or you know if i have to take personal time off or or something like that you know if, you know something comes up in the family or whatever um it would be nice to have a a, a business partner um you know there's definitely pros and cons um you know, the pros are, are, you know, you get to make your own decisions, you take on scheduledness, That and the other thing, the cons are kind of like, if something does come up, where's my backup? What am I going to do? You know, how am I going to work that out? So I've had to sort of work around that and be my own backup for right now. So anyway, I, I think that answered the question.
6: I, I would <laughs> say that that surely did. So Good, good. Being being a, a solopreneur right now as the is the buzz, <laughs> like, right? The solopreneur. <laughs>
5: uh,
0: Hashtag. Or,
6: yeah. There are definitely some pros and cons. Do you feel like uh, obviously scheduling is something where it, everything is on you and you've you've bridged that gap a little bit by having the virtual classes, so you've tackled that. Is it changing any sort of limitations for you as far as you know, can you can you take more clients than you have right now? Are you at your capacity for who you can train because of the hours that it has? Um, are, are you there any about other personal training for everything for your group classes, for your personal training? Have you found that there are more constraints there now? And are there any other effects that you find where you know, aside from having someone else who might be like financially invested? Like what are your limitations as far as where you want to bring the business and where you can, while it's just you?
5: Well, um, I would love to add more class times. I've had a lot of requests for, um, these insane people that seem to like to work out at 5.00 AM. That's not me. You know, (laughs) um, I have done it. I have done it before. I've, um, I've gotten up, you know, for those uh, pre-dawn people, you know, that love the 5 a.m. classes and Mm. um, and then it sort of peters off a little bit. You know, there are some people who go, you know, they're very gung ho. We're all in at 5 a.m., you know, and then that lasts for about two weeks. And then suddenly it's, you know, you get just maybe two people at 5 a.m. and you're like, really, you know, (laughs) so so. So then I adjusted it to my earliest class being 6.30 a.m. So what I try to do is I try to listen to what my current clients are requesting and, um, you know, go from there. Um, I have right now I have four personal training clients. And I've been able to fit them in into the gaps between my my group training classes. Um, Some of them come before the group training. Um, Some of them come after group training is all finished. And literally there's, there's a gap in between one of my early classes and the next class. And one of my girls comes at that time. So, you know, I I haven't found a problem yet um, for the personal training clients. Um, I want to add a midday option, you know, for someone in the area, maybe on their lunch break, you know, come on over and let's let's train. Um, You can still, you know, have a piece of chicken and your broccoli, you know, just, you know, work out at the same time, you know, (laughs) here, have a bite of chicken. Now do this on the TRX, you know, but. um, but as as far as that's concerned, um, i I want to I would like to add more group training people. Um, some of my uh, or two of my personal training clients have um, grown from group training. So getting more group training people in where where you know they'll they'll discover maybe maybe they want a little extra attention or maybe they want a little extra advice that's when they start asking me about the personal training. So I think that all personal training, at least in my opinion, and from my perspective has come from the group training people. I haven't, I have yet to have somebody come in off the street and be like, I want personal training and only personal training. So it, it, expanding the group training business will expand the personal training clients. Um, I can definitely fit more people in here. You know, I, I, I'm able to, my capacity is about 25 people for per class. Um, that's okay. how many people I can fit into this, uh, into this spot. Um, you know, I've got this overflow spot over here. So space back here. Um, I, in the warmer weather, I've even opened up. I've got two doors in my front here and I've, I've got a parking lot space right in the front where I can just, you know, say, hey, go out there with your kettlebell and listen. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty loud. <laughs> I'll go out there and I'll check on you. <laughs> so, um, you know, so there's there's definitely there's always room for growth. There's always room for um, rearranging schedules and again, that is kind of one of the advantages of being a solo act is that I don't have a committee that I need to
0: committee uh, of
2: one.
5: approve a schedule. Committee. Yeah. I have a committee of me, myself, and I, you know,
6: <laughs> for sure. All right. So as far as most of your business right now is still coming through or all of it basically it comes through word of mouth or referrals. Yep. So, Does that necessitate a structured sales process for you or is it still, you know, kind of a loose casual conversation where people come in and you tell them what you're all about and then, you know, they either kind of take it or leave it for lack of better terms. Like, what does that look like for you?
5: Well, I I offer, I offer everyone who wants to try a class, everyone gets a, at least one free class. Of their choice, whatever they want. um, if they want to you know try out more strength training, I suggest a barbell or a kettlebell class. you know, come in and try that out. Um, n- you know, no freebies on the personal training, you know no thanks, you know, but but the um, you know, so for instance, if they want to try out more strength training, I'm like, come in and try my uh, barbell class. So um, so if they have any questions, then I try to reserve some time. Um, Either before or after class for them to ask me any questions. Um, And even before that time um, I try to concentrate on uh, Like an email process or a texting process or, or a phone call where they can ask me any questions they want to Before they even come to class. What are their concerns? What are their goals? What what do they hope to accomplish and? i'll make a suggestion as to what their free class should be you know and then my my price point and everything is pretty simple so i that i don't really have to cover that very um you know very long um i don't have like packages like big box gems or anything like that i don't have anything of that nature so um i i generally like we're communicating by email i have kind of set Um, like a copy paste thing that I, that I send out to them, you know, with everything that I offer, here's what I offer. Here's the prices. Um, Come in and try it. And I'm happy to answer more questions. And that's pretty much what I say to them, you know?
6: (laughs) Yeah. So you have a a pretty much nailed down to, to what you're doing, what you're offering. You don't have a hundred things to confuse somebody if they, you make it pretty easy for people to get started and you try to guide them into whatever whatever class you think they're going to enjoy the most and get that best first experience
5: right right like you know if i've got somebody coming in who hasn't for instance um there's one lady just the other day um she hasn't worked out and she says about three or four years you know and i went oh well okay so what you might want to try is um maybe a couple of days a week of strength training and then we'll, um, and then come in and do the uh, yoga. The, I have, I every week I have one day that I reserve just for flexibility. Um, No other classes are offered that day except for flexibility. It's super important. I work on balance and all that. So that's kind of where um, I think it's important for somebody who, for instance, hasn't worked out in a long time, work on your strength, Work on your strength. I <clears throat> added a little bit of cardio for you to um, to you know get your heart rate up, but you know try to let let's try to kind of ease into it by not you know killing you on your first day. For instance, I really want you back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then then maybe maybe the following week, maybe try one of the cardio classes and you know sort of ease into it. And and I tell people all the time. I don't really take breaks, I don't have anything because classes are 30 to 45 minutes long. They ain't no room for breaks. So if you need to take a break, you are more than welcome to step out, step outside, get a sip of water, come back in at your leisure, you know, and resume. Um, you will survive, you'll be okay. And if not, I am CPR certified, so please don't make me use it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean you know, I try to I try to ease into it, but you know, yeah, I don't want to revive anybody. I haven't had to yet knock on wood, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I, I hope that answered that.
6: Yeah, absolutely. So the last thing that I want to touch on, and it's um, you know, more towards the end of revenue streams, income, adding value to clients that that you can monetize in a way that you can feel good about, you have your personal training, you have your group classes, um, you are certified to give nutrition advice, I think is the is the legal term that we want to use. We'll keep everybody out of trouble yes. there. Use um, our
5: protective language. <laughs> consult,
6: consult your attorney, your tax professional and anybody else before you do these things. Um, but, but um, you know, do you offer anything like with the nutrition side any a la carte additional specific coast uh, coaching and then the, the things that go with that a lot when I see um facilities like yours are either partnering with meal prep companies or selling nutritional supplements are those things that you've looked into or tried at any point
5: um that's a uh no um the, the reason being um, in the area that I'm in, uh, you know, we have a certain income level in, in our area. A mm-hmm. lot of those programs are a little on the expensive side. And if I've already got you in, in here with me wanting to work out, which is fantastic, I'm I'm the type of person that, you know, I, I can't keep my big mouth shut and I'll just sit there and I'll, I'll tell you what's worked for me. Um, there was once upon a time uh, about 15 years ago where I used to weigh 255 pounds and I lost it all on my own. Um, it took me about 18 months. I did, um, at the time I did Beach Body, which is a great program. I love Beach Um, so I did those, I did those videos and I literally wrote down every single thing that I did that I, that I consumed. So seeing that in front of me, um, you know, really in black and white, that was, that was huge for me to be able to keep myself in check. So those are the sorts of little tidbits of advice that I'll tell people. I, I really want people to be able to buy their groceries and do for themselves at the grocery store. Um, especially if for instance, and I do encounter this in this area, uh, people that are on, uh, assistance, um, some sort of, uh, um, financial assistance for food, um, things of that nature. So I want to keep it extremely affordable and doable. After you get off the program, I want you to still be able to go to the grocery store and depend on what you can shop for rather than what's already prepared for you in a meal kit. I'm not trying to knock those things at all. I think they're great. Um, in my area, it's it's not exactly feasible. And, um, you know, as I said in my experience as well, the better success rate that you have for losing weight and keeping it off is if you can continue to do that program on your own without the assistance of um, things that are already prepared for you and shopped for you, if that makes sense. So,
6: yeah, absolutely. You
5: know, yeah. So, you, I mean, I see value. value, I do it value. It and you
6: know what you think will work for your clientele currently.
5: I'm sorry, I missed that.
6: I said, you put some thought into it and about how you feel like it would, or wouldn't work for your clientele.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I have, (laughs) I care about them. I mean, you know, I can't help it. These little, these little buckaroos, you know,
6: (laughs) well, you you wouldn't be in this business if you didn't. So as we start to run down on time here, um, I always like to ask, you know, kind of one, one future question and one past. So um, you know, we're, we're beginning of 2022. We got the whole year ahead of us. Um, if we were to come back and, and revisit you in a year and, and you had a magic wand or, or some way to make the business do whatever you wanted in the next year, you could make up whatever, whatever it was. What would that look like for you?
5: Well, um, in the building that I'm in right now, I just had neighbors move out. And I would absolutely love it if there were, um, if I could bring in a couple of friends of mine who are also fitness trainers, um, and you know, and and maybe we could knock out a few walls and expand this building. You know, I would, I would love to have, in a year, maybe two, a kind of a complex here, like a fitnessy sort of complex where. where there are a couple other friends of mine who do work for other gyms and um and maybe we could have that rotation like i had with my uh, partner you know some years ago but keep it kind of like a like a co-op if that makes sense you know um you know kind of a real hippie sort of thing but but I'd love to have a massage therapist over here and, um, and maybe this yoga instructor over here, but then, you know, bring in the guy that, you know, has trained, um, you know, maybe some sport teams or something like that, and um, maybe be able to concentrate on, you know, some teenagers or something and have a class just for, you know, kids or um, just for, you know, I'm also silver sneaker certified. So, um, or I have been in the past. And so have, have that option as well, expand, you know, so literally all ages have a massage therapist involved in there as well. Um, You know, a couple other people where we can, you know, switch off classes, cover for each other, um, you know, exchange clients, all that sort of thing. And, you know, just have even more of something for everybody here than even what I'm offering right now. That's always been my goal is something. For everybody, I want you excited about the gym. I don't want the gym to be like the last place you want to go or feel like you have to go there. I want you to want to come here. So I I guess that's about it. It's kind of a little bit of Pollyanna pie in the sky, but that's, that's, that's my idea.
6: (laughs) Hey, it's, we like to leave it open forum and let people put those things out there because you never know. Other people listening, people have ideas, gym owners reach out to each other. You know, there's, I don't think there's anything completely completely irrational about what you're saying. So I'm glad. And sometimes it just helps to actually verbalize it and then start to think it gets the wheels turning. So on the other side of that, you've been in the business now in some way, shape or form for, we're, we're almost going on 10 years. Um, (laughs) I'm sure there's, there's a lot of things that have happened, but if you had to pick an experience or a lesson or a thought process, something you say that's served you the best to keep you in it, to keep you hungry, to keep you engaged for all this time, what would you say has been the the, the thing that stands out the most for you?
5: The best. Um, and this is going to sound really weird because it's almost going to sound negative. Um, not Not like... Not, not making my clients, my friends, does that make sense?
6: Absolutely.
5: Trying trying to keep, you know, I I see this happen a lot and I also have seen it um, turn around very negatively for people where they get too like buddy-buddy with their clients. Um, So kind of keeping that friendliness, but also keeping people at arms distance. Um, like your clients, I mean, I like you, but we're not friends like that, you know, (laughs) you know, um, so that, that's one, that's one thing that I would say to people, don't get, don't get too close, you know, um, to, to people like on a personal level, but also keep an open mind and, you know, I've, I've always stayed open. I've kept my mind open to. Possibilities. Listen to people when they're talking to you. It's not about me. It's not my, it's not my performance. It's, it's what can I do for you and how can I help you? What do you want? And I'll do it. I'll, I'll do my best to bring it to you. And so I think that I've become very fortunate in the fact that I do have some very vocal clients. And they will tell me, hey, can you bring in more of that thing that we did last week? I love it a lot. And I'm like, sure, you got it. You know, then they'll be tired of that thing and then I'll, I'll like move on to something else. But but anyway, you know, so it's having having people in my life that are very supportive. Um, my husband, my kids, they've always been very supportive of everything that I've done. And I really couldn't ask for a, a better support system than that. So get you people that are going to lift you up in your personal life. Um, don't get too close to your clients, but yeah. also listen to people. You know, that's, that's something that I've learned along the way and something that I think has really served me in this business um, as, far as, I'm, as far as my own personal business. Might not work for somebody else. It, it works for me though, for sure.
6: Awesome! I love it. I think that there's there's some fantastic little little. There's probably ten things in what you thought was one thing there. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everybody had their ears turned on there. So all right, awesome. we we are officially out of time here. Um, I appreciate you being on with us. Um, if if somebody's listening and they want to reach out to you and they can track you down and. I think your Facebook page is probably the best place for, you know, to find Fitness Kula. Um, if any of our listeners want to reach out, talk shop, talk business, talk helping people with you. Are you open to that?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Um, the the um, best email to reach me at is fitnesskula, F-I-T-N-E-S-S-K-U-L-A, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, that, you know, I have that attached to my phone. And, uh, you know, of course, all our phones are attached to our, our hips. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to, to chat, to talk, um, you know, bounce ideas off of each other, um, you know, get advice, you know, uh, advice, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, let's do it.
6: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here. It's been a blast. Thanks for uh coming on with us today.
5: Thank you for reaching out, Dom. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate your podcast and I appreciate what you guys are doing uh for for our industry and you know, for anybody that's um, you know, maybe a little bit shy about it, you know, they can listen to you literally have so many different so many different types of gyms on your podcast feeds and it's just great. I love it.
6: We definitely like, like us some variety. So thank you yes. again for being there, being here today with us. It's, it's been my pleasure.
5: Thank you. <laughs> You're
6: welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate having you here with us. Thank you for spending part of your day listening to this segment, to this episode. We hope you found value in it. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to be on the show, uh, fill out the form, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out. We'll get you on as soon as possible. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking butt, Jim Lords
0: out.